56 for the win. Right hash. Snap. Hold. Kick. Kick on the way. Kick is good and the Cowboys win. We knew it all along. Just the way they planned it. Zerline from 56 for the win. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. We didn't get the points as expected between the Cowboys and the Chargers. Goes way under the 55, but we did get the Dallas Cowboys going on the road and winning as an underdog over the weekend. Cowboys over the Chargers, 20-17. to 17. Welcome back in, BetQL Daily. Joe Strowski, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth with you. And if you haven't been paying attention, it's Ryder Cup week. So let's talk about the Ryder Cup. And, of course, his Chargers, our buddy Jeff Feinberg, at Feinberg 17 on Twitter. Mayo Media Network also does stuff for Odds Checker. How you feeling, Jeff? I'm doing great, Joe, uh, until I had to hear that clip. Now my, <laughs> now my blood is boiling again. Um, hey, Jerry Jones is an important man, and that stadium wouldn't exist without him. Well, we could talk about that in a few minutes. Uh. Well, yeah, okay, let's let's start with the football and uh, your division, and then we'll get to the Ryder Cup. We might as well coming off of that highlight. I think the laziest narrative out there in sports is the Chargers are just being the Chargers, and I can't stand when I hear it. But after watching that game on Sunday, I couldn't help but falling but fall into that trap. The end zone pick, the uh, two passing touchdowns that were wiped out by penalties and 100 penalty yards from your bolts. Uh, What's going on, man? You know, we saw it after week one in Washington. They played an amazing fourth quarter. You're like, oh, my God, we're writing different movies now, Joe. But you're right. A lot of the same old. Am I frustrated with a lot of flimsy calls that went against the Chargers? Absolutely. But there were legitimate calls that went against the Chargers. Justin Herbert threw a red zone interception. They missed a field goal at at the half that would have made an awkward half end in a tie game. So they still did a lot of things. But they are number five in the league in yards, 25th in points. I love my coach. I love my quarterback. When James is back, everything will be fine in, in Charger land. I guess outside of everyone else in the division wins every week. Feels like well, that's the thing. Yeah, that, it does feel like that. Uh, Jeff, quickly, let me ask you about the quarterback. Like, I, I think Justin Herbert's an awesome prospect. He'd be a really good quarterback. Do you think we've jumped the gun a little bit here on how good he is right now? Like, there was a lot of talk. He's already a top ten quarterback. He's you know he's on the cusp of being an MVP. You mentioned the yards, but the end zone pick. They're not putting up points the first two weeks. Have we jumped the gun on Herbert, or is he is he there in your mind? I believe he's there. I mean, the balls are so catchable, even the incomplete passes. There have been a couple bad decisions, but it's still just start number, you know, I guess, you know, a full season in a new offense. He's got to still learn maybe what he can and can't do, but what he can do reminds me of some of the better players in the league. And this is a four-year Dean's List biology major. Like, he will get to know what he can't do, and we won't make those mistakes again. Okay, so as a big Chargers fan, you're, you're down and out on Sunday after that loss, but then you turn on the TV and you see what that Kansas City defense 
was not doing. Lamar Jackson and company, they pull off the upset. But like you mentioned, the Raiders and Broncos, they, they haven't lost yet. Both of them 2-0. Uh, and oh. did, On one hand, did you feel a little bit more optimistic because you know that you're just chasing KC when it comes to this division? I mean, in my head, I'm, you know, the reality is I don't think the division is possible, I guess. I hadn't allowed myself to think that. You know, there's three wild card spots. Let's do the best they can to obtain those. Then Oakland winning two games, I didn't think they would win both of them is kind of alarming. Denver beating up on bad teams, you know, that is what it is. People are really high on Denver, and you see the talent there. It's all going to come down to the head-to-heads. They still control their own destiny. I'm excited, as you mentioned, to see the yards the Chiefs are giving up that can allow the Chargers to maybe do some things, hopefully find the end zone. We saw Brandon Staley, guys, go for a fourth down on the opening drive of the second half from, like, his own 34-yard line. In my life, no Chargers coach would have done that. He did. Mm -hmm. So I think versus the Chiefs, you're going to see this a lot of that. Like, he knows exactly what will need to be done in that football game. Win or lose, I think people will be impressed by how Staley attempts to approach a game versus Kansas City. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. So we have that coming up on Sunday. And, of course, Jeff, the Ryder Cup starts on Friday. Let's get your thoughts here. We're a few days out from the Ryder Cup. Look, it's been, what, seven of the last nine times the USA has not won. They are the favorites. FanDuel has them right now, minus 186, Europe plus 154. Jeff Feinberg, is this year going to be different with the United States in the Ryder Cup? I believe it absolutely will be different, guys. On this golf course with these 12 golfers, if the U.S. can't win this one, they can start looking to the Corn Ferry or the NCAA ranks um, to take over the team. <laughs> I don't believe it's fair for these guys who, if you look at the experience number, it's the least experienced Ryder Cup team in almost forever the USA has sent. They do not deserve to wear the sins of a Phil and Tiger-led teams of the past. I believe, this is Canadian talking, who has always bet Europe to win the Ryder Cup. I've never pivoted off that. Even knowing I was going to take one on the chin at Hazeltine, I still sided with Europe. Not this time. I believe this American team is set to overwhelm Europe on this golf course, guys. Wow. That's strong. So what, what's always interesting about the Ryder Cup, and I, I talk to a lot of bettors who, who watch the Ryder Cup, but in the back of their mind, yes, they're betting on the Ryder Cup, but it's also about what they can show in the Ryder Cup, uh, meaning that that's going to portend into what they're going to do next year or in the next couple of years in some of these majors because they're going to deal with these high-pressure situations that some of them haven't dealt with before. And, Jeff, we've had the conversation many times about – uh, some of these young guns, it doesn't seem to impact them on the course as as much as it did uh, in decades prior. Is that part of your thinking with these young players for USA? You think they're going to come through because we've seen it uh, so much in, in big spots to win tournaments over the last couple of years? I mean, we're seeing it in, uh, pretty much across the board in every sport. You are not wrong, Joe. Guys are winning, whether it be majors or, or you know, quarterbacks or great NBA players. They don't need the experience of baseball, Soto. Like, they don't need to be tried and tested anymore. It's like they're ready to be champions. It's remarkable. For me, I just feel like it's this new age of USA golf. I could make a case there's not a sport in the world that the U.S. is more dominant in than the sport of golf. 
if you look at the top 10 in the world, they don't have the top that many top 10 basketball players in the world or baseball players in the world. Swimming might be the only sport in the world, in my opinion, that the U.S. could claim is it's as dominant, um, equal dominance to golf. I believe this young group of guys are ready to change the script. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, they're taking the leadership role on it. They even were involved in roster decisions, as I believe, and some of the controversial ones. Um, I, I, there's just a new influx. I believe they are ready to flip the script on this entire event. Yes. All right. So how are you playing this year? U.S. Uh, a is obviously your pick and you feel strongly about it. How about some of the individual golfers? Who would you pick? Top American? Like who's leading the way here? When you picture this course, picture how this weekend plays out. Where are your bets coming in for the Ryder Cup individually? Uh, individually, I, you know, I got uh, having to make content. I got some picks out there early. Uh, I played Xander Shoffley at plus uh, 18 to 1. Uh, to be the top overall point score and eight to one to be the top U.S. point score. But for this market, guys, I need to wait till Thursday night. If I see things on Thursday night in those Friday morning matches, that changes everything. If for some reason that people don't expect, but Bryson DeChambeau gets sent out Friday morning, that will allow him to get hot and play every match, and they don't care about the format. There's five sessions. I don't want to bet a guy to be top overall player if he is missing 20% of the sessions. If I see a guy like Tony Finau, who got three and a half points in Paris in a disaster week for the Americans, if he gets rostered on Friday morning, I'm seeing 25 to 1 to him to be the top um, point getter. So these are bets that I really want to wait for, for those, those Friday morning rosters um, to be laid. But I do have some interesting options to bet the U.S. in different markets. Uh, anything on top Euro score? You said you're uh, betting Shoffley on the U.S. score. What about European? Uh, for Europe, it's uh, the Casey at 10 to 1, I would look at, and Hovland in that 7 8 to 1. Hovland is so important this week for Europe. Just as an example, if Victor Hovland isn't amazing, they have no chance. Colin Morikawa can do nothing. And I don't think it would matter to the Americans. And we would probably put them almost on a, despite Morikawa's, you know, great individual success, I think we'd all rank them as pretty close, like, amazing young players who are part of everything going forward. One guy needs to be everything. The other guy can do nothing. Like, that's how different these two teams are. Jeff, Whistling Straits, our course this, uh, this weekend, Thoughts on the course? Do you think it will play into or against any of these, these particular golfers? It's between this roster the U.S. has set up and this golf course. It sets up perfectly for them, guys. It absolutely does. I understand betting the Americans to win um, the Ryder Cup. It's a three-day event. Like, to us sports fans, Joe, we, we could bet a minus-180 money line, but it's got to be over in three hours, not three days. We're not cricket fans, okay? <laughs> but let me give the football fans something to chew on. USA to win day three singles. After John Rahm, the 10 next best official world golf ranking players are American. I have bet this at minus-140. I would play it anywhere up to minus-160. You can make any permutations you want how those 12 singles matches will be made head-to-head. The Americans will probably be favored in 10 of those matches. Take that. 
to your football card on Sunday. We all love Europe and their ability to play great team golf, and I can't deny it. But on this golf course, it's long, it's difficult, it sets up for these Americans' ability to just bomb and gouge, gouge it, and I don't see how they could lose day three singles, 12 head-to-heads. BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth, our guest Jeff Feinberg at Feinberg17 on Twitter. A couple other props I was taking a look at. Uh, top rookie, top American rookie, top European rookie. Any interest in any of those? Uh, I think, again, with especially with the European one, I mean, Hovland seems like he is going full go here, guys. The Europeans yeah. are going to have players stapled to the bench like as limited sessions as they possibly can, and they are going to run probably the same four or five guys out in five sessions. Uh, that's just how their roster is constructed. You know, I, I, I've said Stricker's got three and a half mulligans because they've got three and a half Lee Westwoods. Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident in this, but, but if a guy like Shane Lowry we see on Friday morning gets paired with Rory McIlroy and say this all-Ireland pairing, we know Rory always goes five. That allows them to get or play well and Shane Lowry to just ride those coattails and the Rory McIlroy points. We can move faster than the books on Thursday night. There's a football Mm. game. Uh, We will be able to move faster than the books to move these markets when we see those pairings out. So a guy like Colm Morikawa, people are wondering, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? What role does he have? He's being forgotten in some of these markets, the rookie market. Um, if he's out there Friday morning, that allows him to get hot and be that great player we know he's been and maybe play the whole freaking way. So, so much on these props. You know, we're learning bits and pieces. We're seeing some pairings, some practice pairings. All we know is that Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, and Patrick Cantley are pretty much probably going to be full go. Everything else is a wait and see. So take us into the logistics here for Jeff Feinberg on Sunday. We got a Chiefs Chargers game. We got the end of the Ryder Cup. How do you do this? Do you watch both at the same time, multiple screens? Do you DVR the football and finish the Ryder Cup? How does Jeff Feinberg get through the Ryder Cup ending and Chiefs Chargers? In seclusion in the West Wing, as they had said in uh, Mr. Lebowski's <laughs> in seclusion. I care about so little in this world, guys. It's a flaw of mine. But. The Ryder Cup, and what I care about, I care about so deeply. And the Ryder Cup and Chargers football are those two of those things. Um, I even wa- that Justin Herbert's first ever game came during the middle of the U.S. Open, where I had a big bet on Bryson to win. And that was like a whirlwind. Like, that was so much fun, seeing Herbert dropping dimes for that week two and Bryson hitting the putts. I don't know. If it's going bad, I'll, I'll definitely get plantar fasciitis because I'll just be pacing the entire day. I'm playing Mahomes. I'm in trouble. Trouble. Plus, did you get seven? Uh, I did. Plus seven? I did. I, oh, good. I was, good. I, I, quick finger. Always looking to see what they're going <laughs> to give me. Yeah. Uh, even yeah, a, I, I, yeah, I even teasered that up already, too. Yeah, I'm nuts. Always appreciate Jeff Feinberg's time, entertaining as well. At Jeff Feinberg, uh, at G Feinberg17 on Twitter, Mayo Media Network, and Odds Checker. That's where you can find some of his work, terrific stuff. And uh, coming up next, we've got Nickel or Dime, and then we'll wrap the show with lightning bets like we always do. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.